and welcome to another episode of our Practically Speaking podcast series. I'm Rachel Graham. I'm a transactional partner based in Harney's London office. And this week, I'm delighted to introduce my colleague and associate, Adam Legg, who is also based in our London office and works primarily on BVI banking, finance and corporate transactions. But he's also our local economic substance guru, working out of our regulatory team as well. Hi, Adam. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Thanks very much for taking the time to have a chat. Very good to speak to you. No problem. So today we are going to carry on our series in the life cycle of a BVI company and talk about what it's like to be a charge E, i.e. someone who has the benefit of security that has been granted by a BVI company. There's a number of different scenarios in which a BVI company might grant security and we thought it might be quite interesting to have a chat about those today. So, Adam, as we know, BVI business companies are often in wider groups, large groups of companies as asset holding vehicles. And as a result, they are often involved in finance and security transactions. Why is that? Well, chiefly, it's down to British Virgin Islands law itself. And there are a number of features of British Virgin Islands law that make using BVI companies particularly attractive to lenders to structure transactions through. And some of these features include the fact that the registration process is very clear and simple. There's a pretty decent and robust insolvency legislative regime that provides fair amounts of protections for credit creditors and particularly secured creditors. Enforcement of security interests doesn't usually require applications to court, but that's where we ask our litigation team to step in. And also companies can provide financial assistance to those who are acquiring their shares. So yeah, there there are lots of wide reasons why it's particularly attractive for BVI companies to be used in this way. You know, I think it always ends up being a bit of a feature of these podcasts that we talk about our flexible regime, flexible corporate regime, robust legal system with the final court appeal being up at the Privy Council. But I think what's particularly interesting in the context of creditors and chargees, so those who have the benefit of security given by BVI companies, is that the insolvency legislation is robust. It's very similar to that in the UK. So where we come across a lot of traditional banking institutions out of the UK, but also out of other jurisdictions, the arrangements and the security that they are able to take over BVI companies and their assets is very similar to that which they used to in their in their home jurisdiction. Yeah, no, exactly. That's something that client lawyers often say is that it, it does feel very much like home but with the beach and the sun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the next topic that I wanted to just have a bit of a chat about is registration and registration publicly at the Registrar of Corporate Affairs in the BVI. I know that in some offshore jurisdictions, there isn't a need or any sort of obligation to register security publicly at all. Is that the case in the BVI? 
Perhaps just taking a slight step back first, following on from the last question, validity and effectiveness of, of any security document that a BVI company enters into is governed by the governing law of that particular document. So when that takes effect under that governing law, that is when the security will be enforceable and effective against the BVI company. But registration, there are two regimes that need to be looked at. The first one is the mandatory registration, which is private registration at the company's registered office. And out there, there will be a register of charges that's maintained by the registered agent. And under the BVI Business Companies Act, there are certain particulars of a charge that will need to be entered into that register. Basic information such as the asset that's secured, the liability that it's securing and dates that it's entered into and most importantly, who the chargee is. Yeah. Yeah. And then there is an option to do a public registration. Now, this is with the registrar of companies in the BVI. And as as you said, it's entirely optional. However, it's very, very important. We always advise our clients to make this filing because it confers priority over any privately registered charge. So if you have a charge that's registered on the private register, but not on the public register over the same yeah, assets. Over the same assets. Yeah. And then you have a later charge that is registered on both. The later charge will have priority over the earlier one. So it's very right. important for from a chargee perspective that both registrations are carried out. I think something that's worth noting is that the lawyers who are acting for the chargee are able to independently of the company make that filing, aren't they? So it's not something where a chargee could perhaps be let down by the company or its registered agent not making that filing on its behalf. It's something that the chargee's BVI lawyers can do. Yeah, absolutely correct. And in most cases, that is what tends to happen. It would be the chargees, lawyers who deal with it and would make sure that it's done. But obviously, it can be chargers, BVI counsel as well. Yeah, great. So we've talked about the fact that it's quite common for BVI companies to grant security over their assets. I suppose a classic situation is BVI company owns UK property, either the BVI company or perhaps its shareholding company or another entity in its group borrows some money and the BVI company grants security over that property in favour of the lender. Now, there would always be the registration of that mortgage in the UK. But we would also advise that as we've talked about, the BVI company enters particulars of that mortgage in its private register of charges and also public registration is made as well to ensure the priority for the chargee. We've also mentioned briefly the fact that security might be granted over the BVI company itself. And I guess that's most likely to take the form of some kind of share charge or share mortgage, usually an equitable share mortgage in the BVI. You don't usually see legal mortgages of shares in BVI where legal ownership of the company shares actually changes hands. So it's usually an equitable share mortgage. Obviously, if you're not the registered owner of those shares, as a chargee, you still want to be protected. Are there any things you can do as a matter of BVI law to best protect the rights of the charge holder? Yeah, so the main thing that we tend to see is a notation going on the register of members of the particular BVI company whose shares are being charged. 
this is something that is provided for under the BVI Business Companies Act, but it doesn't really have any legal effect under the Act. There's no, just because you have a notation on there, doesn't necessarily provide statutory protection. But what it does do is it gives actual notice to people who end up dealing with the company. So if five years down the line, for example, you're wanting to buy the shares of, of a BVI company and you come to look at the register of members and you see that there's a notation on there that says, oh, the shares have been charged in favour of X bank five years ago, that would give you actual notice that the shares are not freely transferable. And conduct a little bit more due diligence, I guess. Yeah. And then also what you typically have as part of that sort of package of security, you'd, you'd have instructions given to the registered agent not to allow the transfer of those shares without the express authority of the chargee. So there's a whole sort of extra side package of security that goes along with that because of the fact that there isn't any statutory weight behind that notation. I guess the sort of ancillary documentation that you're talking about are really documents that have been put in place to do two things. One, to make any transfer in contravention of the charge difficult to justify, either because somebody's had notice of it or the registered agent has noticed that there is security granted over those shares. So if it receives an instruction to update the register, it should at least take a breath and question whether or not it should be doing that. But then on the other hand, if the chargee is seeking to enforce that security over the shares, it has a number of sort of bits of paper or letters of authority that have been executed by or on behalf of the company to allow it to, for example, transfer those shares to itself or to a receiver or as a result of a sale of those shares on enforcement. Yeah, so you typically see pre-signed, undated share transfers, director resignation letters that will just be dated at the point of enforcement. And then, as I mentioned, there will be a set of instructions that is given to the registered agent. And the Mm -hmm. part of that will be in the event that the security becomes enforceable, the registered agent will act on the instructions of the chargee, which is the most important thing. Yeah. really, because obviously registered agents can only act on the uh, express instructions of their clients unless there's this kind of arrangement in place. The last topic that I thought that we might talk about or touch on was where security is actually varied or released. I mean, obviously, the variation or release will take effect as a matter of the governing law of the underlying security document. But is there any sort of process in BVI to give notice of that variation or release that we should be thinking about? Yeah, there there are actually two regimes that that are relevant. So the Companies Act that we are now living under at the moment came into force properly from the 1st of January 2007. Prior to that, any security that was registered was registered under the old International Business Companies Act. Um, I guess could be registered under the old Act or the new Act, yeah. Yeah. And it's important to know which regime you're dealing with because there's a distinction as to who can deal with any variation and release of that security. So if the security is registered under the old IBC Act, it's only the registered agent that can either file notice of variation or release of that. And that will take the form of usually the the deed of release under the governing law being given to the registered agents, then they proceed with the filing. It takes a bit longer to get that done than under the new Act. But coming on to the new Act, 
again, it's just a filing that's made at the BVI Registrar of Companies. And with variations, it will just be a notice that shows what has changed from the original filing, be that a change of charge or change of any of the terms or anything like that. And with same with release, it will be a, a simple filing that shows that security has been released. As you said, an important point to note is that the release will only take effect once it has been released formally under the governing law of the underlying document. You don't want to leave these subsisting released charges registered in the BVI because if you come later down the line to, say, for example, want to sell the company or want to transfer the asset, having a registered charge still at the BVI registry can cause difficulties, namely or purchasers might not want to buy an asset that they think still got a charge over it. And then there's also the company can't be wound up if it still has charges registered at the BVI registry. Yeah, so essentially, the registration process in the BVI is registering notice of a charge or registering variation of a charge or at the end of the line, registering notice of its release. So it doesn't affect the enforceability and validity of the charge itself. As we sort of said at the top of the yeah. podcast, the enforceability, validity and admissibility in court of the underlying security document will be determined by the governing law of that document. Yeah, correct. And as I just said, likewise, the uh, release is entirely subject to the governing law of the underlying document as well. Yes, of course. Brilliant. Well, Adam, thank you very much for your time today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and hopefully our listeners have found out a little bit more about being a chargey security granted by or over a BVI company. Thanks very much. Thanks. Very much. Thanks.